sitting at his desk at the U.S. Forest Service's Northern Research Station in Rhinelander, Ron Zelezny points to a satellite map of the Keweenaw Peninsula. He's focused on Sandpoint, a small section of land along Lake Superior on the peninsula's southeastern edge. So this is where that mass mill was located okay, and where they dumped everything. Then over time, it has gone into the lake and currents have pushed it here. This is Sandpoint, this point right here. On the map, you can see a brownish gray area along the shoreline. It's a stark contrast to the Blue Lake Superior and the green foliage slightly inland. And then these in here, this is the what's called the coastal wetland. So this is this is just like a wetland. There's a like healthy population of trees here, and so the problem is that that stamp sands is coming encroaching on that coastal wetland. While this will be the main area of focus for Zelezny over the next few years, it's not the only area in the Keweenaw Peninsula to deal with stamp sands. As WXPR has reported in a previous episode of The Stream, the mining waste has impacted land and water along the shores of Lake Superior. It's also impacting the way of life for the Keweenaw Bay Indian community. The community members use this area. It's a, a highly valued recreation area. There are powwow grounds nearby and other cultural, uh, culturally significant areas nearby. And so with the community using it and known um, pollutants in the soils, that could, you know, is a potential concern for human health. But then also environmentally, in addition to just having heavy metals in the soils, with these stamp sands kind of moving inward, and potentially impacting these coastal wetlands, it has it has also has potential to um, uh, cause damage to the waterways and existing vegetation. So the trees and other herbaceous species that are out there now, and so it's kind of a twofold thing. Zelezny says the tribe has already done great work in remediating the mining waste. Vegetation is growing in contaminated areas where it previously couldn't. Now Zelezny and the other partners will be continuing that work with the tribe to stabilize and take the heavy metals out of the soil. To do that, they'll be using trees, one of which is a specialized poplar tree. So these trees are the result of decades of breeding and testing and selecting from various poplar breeding programs throughout the country. And what we have done is um, partnered with the universities and other organizations that did that breeding and, um, and have agreements where we can use and test that material. So we're, we're subjecting them to these harsh conditions and then selecting the ones that can thrive in those harsh conditions. And in this situation, ultimately, the ones that can actually take up those heavy metals. Poplars are some of the best trees for this kind of work because of their extensive root system, how quickly they can grow, and for what's called hydraulic control potential, or their water use. While their main function is to remove the heavy metals from the soil, they'll also be used to stabilize the area with the goal of preventing the stamp sands from shifting further. The system is the same, it's just a matter of putting the resources into actually being able to test and measure whether or not those stamp sands are moving into the coastal wetlands, moving into the water. The collaborations for this research with the Keweenaw Bay Indian community, the University of Missouri, 
and the University of Minnesota Duluth and other Forest Service researchers throughout the country was made possible with bipartisan infrastructure law funding. Exactly what we've been waiting for. And so um, we're very grateful to the USDA Forest Service for providing this funding and for allowing us to uh, move this research forward. Zelezny doesn't know the exact number of the trees he and the team will be planting in the area, but says it will likely be in the 2,000 to 5,000 range. The research focuses on the phytotechnology and which trees are best for removing heavy metal waste from the environment at this specific site. But Zelezny says the ultimate goal is for it to go beyond stamp sands and the UP. The methodologies that we're developing are applicable to other contaminated sites, so not just stamp sands impacted sites. And so these could be things like um, areas around landfills, brownfields, which are abandoned industrial areas in urban settings, um, mine lands, um, and in addition to agricultural areas that have a lot of runoff from herbicides and fertilizer and those kinds of things. And then any other real harsh sites that might be impacted, let's say, on coastal areas with salts and salinity and stuff like that. So there's a broad application of this that will help not only um, provide ecosystem services and also try and, re- and reduce the environmental impacts, but then also going back to the human health piece, trying to clean up these areas so that we can mitigate and reduce the potential impacts to humans. For WXPR's The Stream, I'm Katie Thorson.